Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. I am so excited. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Allie Page. And Allie is a mother's guide and doula, and she helps women navigate through the sea of information to make educated and informed decisions to have the best pregnancy, birth, and postpartum experience. In addition to helping and empowering women during their entrance into motherhood, Allie also aims to keep parents more connected and aligned as a couple throughout the changes within their relationship as they enter a new season together. Protecting family structures with a proactive and intentional approach, Allie Page is rewriting the pages of parenthood by laying the foundation for a solid family culture. So welcome, Allie. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So the really cool thing, well, an extra cool thing rather, um, is that Allie is also a new Fiercely Empowered Mama. So we are very new to each other, but it's one of those things where there was an instant connection. And Allie, I just love the stories of that divine connection or how two people came to come together. And you and I are in similar but different uh, industries of you know serving moms in, in different lanes, but very, very similar. I would just love for you to share with everybody how you found Femme and what made you say yes to taking the leap with us. Yeah. So you know, it's funny. I remember somebody like tagging Mama's Fast Track in a Facebook group and it was like even before you guys had opened or anything and I I am like uh, I love learning. I love hearing about all new things. And I was like, oh, I want to know what like natural holistic mom things this is going to be talking about. And so I, you know, registered for the group and I was I didn't really know what to expect. I had no idea what I was signing up for. I was just like interested about like mom's natural healing, all that sort of stuff. And so I was downstairs in our garage and I was organizing and I was listening to, I think it was like the, I think it was the cavities one. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the information that like all the moms (laughs) need even before their moms. Like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And as someone, so as a doula, I really, I have actually started to step out of the birth room a little bit more and have been working more with clients in their preconception window and really helping them prepare for pregnancy and birth and postpartum in general. And, um, you know, I was joking with my husband because I was like, oh my gosh, I, her and I's timeline are the same. Like we became moms about the same time. We were learning all of the things at the same time. And I was like joking with my husband. I was like, I was excited and overwhelmed. And like, I basically fell off the deep end and she became a naturopathic doctor. (laughs) this is great. I will learn from her because I am very much aware of everything. And like some things we have like a pretty good handle on, like, um, you know, our kids, we have like never been on antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Like we have like a pretty solid, like first aid kit, like a holistic first aid kit at home. Um, we see our chiropractor regularly, all of those sorts of things. But, um, one, like the food thing is so hard for me. And, Also, the key that you said that I was like, oh, take all my money was um, you were like, you know, maybe you like know about this, but you don't like integrate it fully and like, or you're not sure exactly how to like make this like a part of your life. And I was like, yes, Um, because even as much as like, you know, we have like a holistic first aid kit and like we have done things, um, you know, a little bit alternatively, maybe, um, there are definitely still times where it's like my kids, you know, 
just have like a sore throat. And I'm like, oh, wait, what do I do for that again? You know, like I'm like, I know, but I just have the, like, I want it to be more second nature or just like more intuitive. And so that's how I found Femme was thankfully someone just linked it in some random other Facebook group and I joined and I was like, yep, this is meant for me. So I signed right up. That's incredible. I love that so much. Um, and when she joined, uh, we got an email from her right away and she said, um, you know, I'm just, you know, learning about Tanya, but I just really feel a pull that I would love to have her be part of the birth of a mother summit that I'm leading. And I'd love her to be the guest speaker. And I took a look at that email and I was like, absolutely. That sounds so incredibly aligned, especially with the deepening that I have done um, in the past year with really taking on that strong fertility stance um, and really providing a space for women to understand the naturopathic perspective of preconception care planning um, and also the naturopathic perspective of pregnancy, birth, postpartum, um, and like how to show up to things from, you know, the, the things that may come up of how to use natural remedies to show up for everything as it relates to uh, the, the birth experience. Um, so it was so aligned and it was so cool. And I took a look at what you have created. And it was one of those things where I was just awestruck because um, you're a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you have pulled together some really, really incredible humans and made something just so special for for women um, to to really understand um, motherhood from the very beginning, you know, from the very yeah. beginning. So I would love to hear more about your backstory in terms of how did you get to this place of leading such an incredible uh, experience for, for soon-to-be mamas? Okay, so I think to answer that, we actually have to go back a little bit. So um, I have, like, all I always knew in high school, like, I had thought about doing, like, something in medical, like, orthopedic surgeon and all of the things, and then that didn't work out. And I thought, you know... I love midwifery. I love babies. I love birth. I love motherhood. I'm that's it. And so I went and I trained for a day with a family friend who was a midwife. And I was like, Oh, that is not it. Mm-hmm. Um, we dealt with like, we actually, to be fair, did not see any births or like pregnancy really. It was a lot of IUDs and like women's health issues. And I was like, Oh, I am not into this at all. And so she had said, you know, you might want to look into becoming a doula. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what that is. And this was like probably in like 2007-ish. And I was halfway through college and I was kind of burnt out, but I was like, you know what? Forget it. Like, I'm just going to finish. This is fine. I'm just going to finish my degree and I'll deal with this later. Like, I just need to, my husband and I were dating at the time and we were long distance and I was like, no, I'm going to be done. So I got my degree. And of course, you know, when you are just gritting and bearing something through, you hit burnout. And so I graduated with my degree in graphic design and kind of knew that wasn't it, but it was like, I had a great college experience and I was like trying to figure out what I was going to do because I was definitely not going to be going into graphic design. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to look into this doula thing that, you know, our family friend had mentioned like a few years prior. So of course I like look up the website for kind of like the main program and there is a training very soon at my parents in, so I was in Georgia at the time my parents were in Minneapolis and there was a training like within, you know, the next couple of months. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll go visit mom and dad and I'm going to do this training. So that was amazing. The best weekend ever. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was really It was really amazing, especially to be there because um, Minnesota can be like, has very progressive programs and like they had like a whole doula network like already set up in their hospitals at this point. So this would have been like 2010 by the time I'm like actually going through certification. And so here I am like hearing all of the things and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm going to get on this like this like phone tree thing and like, you know, all the things. Well, I go back to Georgia and I am living in Savannah, Georgia, which is about 50 years behind everything. And like nobody knows what a doula is, let alone like there's not even another doula like that I know of. And um, I was like, oh, okay. 
I don't know how to find clients. I don't know how to network. Like, I don't know how to, um, you know, like serve anybody or like put these skills to use, but I had learned so much. And like my, I feel like my, like, you know, whole mind had been like cracked open mm-hmm. that weekend. Of just like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember sitting there and, you know, we all have this idea of like what birth is going to be like because of the way that it's portrayed on like TV or what we've heard other women say. And they're talking about like, oh, well, like in Europe, the women like birth in the sea and like all this stuff. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, that's a thing? Like that's possible? And I just, it was like that, like all, it was so exciting. And like Mm -hmm. everything I learned, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And why don't we know this? And why wasn't I taught this? And you know, all of the things. And so that's kind of like where this all starts in I was really like going to a lot of La Leche League meetings. I was trying to like, I was like, I don't know if I was going to like play dates, but like I was at the birth center at the time a lot because mm-hmm. I was just trying to like network and like figure out one, I was like trying to find births that I could use for my certification. But also like, I was just like at all of the baby wearing classes. I was like just trying to like network and like learn about this whole phase of life really which was actually like amazing training ground that for what would basically become my birth with my son is like my pregnancy. I got pregnant with him in 2012 and my pregnancy, birth, postpartum, nursing, all of it was like perfect. It could not have gone any better. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like if women just knew that, um, you know, they didn't have to like labor on their back that if they could stand, they could eat while they were in labor. If they just knew all of these things, like it could be so much better for them. And like, they didn't have to like suffer through and like basically have this traumatic experience to then like have this like cute little baby on Mm -hmm. the other side. Um, so like the story that I always think of when I think of that first birth was, um, you know, my son, he was born in the evening and, 45 minutes, you know, like we're cleaning everything up and, you know, whatever, like everything is kind of settled down. And, um, I had to use the restroom and, you know, they want you to like lay down for the, or, um, just get up slowly. Right. At first. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you put your legs over on the side of the bed and they want you to just make sure you're not getting dizzy and all that stuff. And, um, I was sitting there just making sure that like, I wasn't going to pass out or anything. And, um, it was the first time that I like had like a real thought of like my own, you know, after the birth. And I remember thinking like, Oh my God, I cannot wait to do that again. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? Wow. I was like I have that. Cause my second thought was like, I have never heard another woman say that before. And you know, it was like probably like a fleeting moment. And yet like I come back to it all the time because I'm like, if women knew that their birth experience could be like empowering, transformative, all of the things like, oh my gosh, you are on a totally different trajectory as a mom, as a wife, as a woman that like, instead of going into birth being or into motherhood rather as an extension of your birth experience, feeling like, you know, just that you had no power or say or anything in the experience and just that you were, um, you know, at the, you know, you were just only allowed to do what was told, like what you were told to do, if that makes sense. Like just that women could have a say in how Mm -hmm. their birth experience went. I was like, oh my gosh, every woman needs to know this. Um, so that's like sort of where this all starts. And then, Everything, of course, went so well with my first that, um, you know, a couple of years later, we were ready for our to try for our second. And I thought like, oh, well, like I've got this, like I'm a doula. I know what I'm doing. I, you know, this went so well the first time. I'm just going to do everything the same. And um, I did um, do everything the same. Everything went, you know, fairly well. It was like a healthy pregnancy and literally for no reason um, at 28 weeks, I realized I was like, she is, we actually didn't know it was a she at the time. We, we do surprise boobs, gender reveals at the birth. But I remember thinking like, 
I was going to bed one night and I thought like, I did not feel the baby move today. Mm. And, um, I like very vividly remember having this conversation in my head. And I was like, we, it had been a very busy day. We had been doing a lot of stuff. And I remember thinking like, she, like the baby's fine. You're, you've been busy. You just have not been paying attention. You're fine. Like go to sleep, which, um, is actually like, when I think about it, it's like a incredible like gift. I feel like that I was able to sleep that night because, um, I'm kind of a night owl and sleep can be really hard for me in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really feel like it was like, you know, God, the universe, whatever your like source of, you know, being is, um, I really feel like it was like a gift that like I could sleep and like actually sleep really well that night because the next morning I woke up and, um, you know, my son was watching Thomas the Train and I think I was actually getting ready. I was like talking with the host who was going to host our um, baby shower, our friend that was going to host the baby shower. And, um, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I still have not felt the baby move. And I was like, hey, I got to go. Um, I got to go. And she was like, okay. And I just headed to the birth center and I called, um, my husband on the way and I was like, Hey, I'm going to the birth center. Um, I haven't felt the baby move. He was like, well, do you want me to come with you? I was like, no, I was like, it's fine. I was like, everything's fine. This is all in my head. It's fine. And he was like, okay, well just call me afterwards. And I was like, okay. I had called some friends or I like texted on a group chat, like, Hey, this is happening. Um, and one of them took my son and I went to the birth center and, you know, they basically said, they shuffled me right in, you know, I went to the back room and they hooked me all up to the Dopplers and the machines. And, you know, I could hear the heartbeat and it was like, and I waited and I was like hopeful. And she was, she looked at me and she was like, that's you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. and so she moved the Doppler again and you could just hear it. And I looked at her again being like, that's the baby. And she was like, that's you. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is. Um, and I just said, I, you know, you're just dying like a little bit more mm-hmm. every time. And, um, you know, eventually – I had my midwife in there and then I had like the clinical director in there. Cause she's like kind of the overarching OBGYN who sees all of the patients. And she just looked at me and she just said, I'm so sorry. And, um, I, I think I was just like in shock. Like I did start to cry and it, thankfully, like, this is why I always come back to like women being in women centered care because, um, like I kind of like die thinking about what that experience would be like if I had been anywhere else except for maybe at the birth center or with midwives because they just like held me while I like literally died Mm -hmm. in their arms. And, um, yeah. And, um, you know, after, I don't know, some minutes I like kind of pulled myself together and I just said like, what like I don't even know like what are we doing like what do we do from here and you know and then that starts I had to be transferred to the hospital they had to confirm it and I said they have to confirm it and she goes don't get excited or she she didn't say it like mm-hmm. that she just said, like, don't get your hopes up she was like I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same results and I said okay and so um yeah so that was October 20th 2014 and that sort of started what we call like mercy season um basic that was a Monday I was I asked they did some testing everything came back clear so they told me I could go home because I wanted to see if my body would like try to do something on its own um so I asked if I could come back on Thursday because there was something that I really wanted to do on Thursday mornings it was like a mom's class that I always went to every Thursday I really wanted to go on that Thursday morning just because I wanted to like be with those women before this would happen and they basically said like that's too long like you need to come back on Wednesday and I was like all right fine and so we went on Wednesday they I hadn't 
had maternity photos done yet. So I got admitted to the hospital. And then because we were transferred from the birth center, I still had like a doula and like a lot of care from the birth center team as well. So that was awesome. And um, they knew that I hadn't had maternity photos yet. So the birth photographer who was going to do our like stillborn photos, she was like, she wanted to come and do maternity photos. So we got to do that. And then, um, you know, I think just as the day went on, eventually they did induce me with, um, they called it was cytotech at the time or, and I think, I don't know, maybe I would do the same thing again, but I did a round of cytotech and I like napped and then they did a second round and then, you know, the labor actually didn't happen until later at night, Mm -hmm. which is like a wild and crazy story in and of itself. And, um, you know, it was just incredible. And so her service didn't end up being until like November 24th, just because that was when we felt comfortable and like it worked for our family to come out. So that it's like a month and a week right there where we call it mercy season. And there's just like so much, um, beauty and like grace and glory in that story and like we always like it's like sacred holy ground of like nothing even though everything was a disaster on the surface it like could not have been more perfect in like a lot of other ways Mm -hmm. and we've learned so much um you know about ourselves about each other and our marriage about our family and like you know who we like how we who we are as our own people, but how we want to raise our family. And, um, yeah. And so that was like fall 2014 and a lot of unlearning and relearning came with that in its own special way. And then, um, you know, I think it was the next summer, like maybe June ish that I was like, okay, I feel like I'm actually ready to consider a pregnancy again. And, um, we got pregnant right away with our rainbow baby. Mm. And so um, she came March, 2016. And, um, you know, that pregnancy again was like a lot of new lessons in like, um, you know, learning how to like trust my body and surrender and being okay with the unknown and a lot of really other, like every single birth and pregnancy has had its own like set of, you know, sort of like lessons and stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for most women. Like if you ask a woman about her birth experience, she can go back to it in a second, you know, like nobody forgets that day. And um, yeah, so those were sort of like my personal stories while I was like, trying like learning to become a doula and like what does that mean and what does that look like which honestly like I'm a way better doula and like just like probably person in general because of all of those experiences Mm -hmm. um you know I know this might be hard for some people to listen to and I totally respect and like honor if you need to even shut this off like that's fine um but there are just so many lessons that you are not even so much more life is out there than like what you think, you know, until you are like in the middle of it, you know, until you're like literally walking through like the valley and hell on Mm -hmm. earth. Like, um, so yeah. So that was kind of like very much, I was all sort of through there, taking clients here and there, mostly just like friends, um, just because I was not at a place, even just from like our work, like my husband's work schedule, like it just did not take, make sense for me to take on a lot of clients. But um, every time I was with a couple or at a birth, it was funny because I felt like I was getting this message of like, this is awesome and this is super cool. And also this is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Um, I, it's like been this interesting, like push and pull sort of like this tug of war energy because, you know, I like trained to become a doula and that's what doulas do is they go to the birth room. And of course there are other kinds of doulas and postpartum and I love it all. But, um, 
it really took me a while to figure out like I actually think I am like a full spectrum doula and I like to go to the births, but I really love helping couples in their preconception season and like helping them to put the foundations and like habits in place long before a baby is in the picture so that they are both like each their healthiest selves from like a physical standpoint, but actually more of like a mental, spiritual, even like a household um, relational standpoint. And that if we can like help them stay in touch with themselves, they are healthier as like a couple and it's like parents for their particular family unit. So that's actually like where I really am focused now is helping couples to um, just put like some of it is really simple, like habits and foundations in place, but some of it is more of just like, how do you two connect better? How can you like help each other when things are going wrong or, you know, are in a hard season and, you know, can you work with each other or like, how do we work around those sorts of barriers? So, um, yeah. So all of that to say, um, this is like such a long answer, but, uh, you know, as I was working with couples, kind of like what I was saying, like, as I was being called out of the birth room, the reason I feel like I was actually being called out was more because I knew that my, the information and like, where I really wanted to help people was way before they were in the birth room. Like the stuff that I love to talk to people about is, um, stuff that they can't implement until like they have to be working on this stuff long before they're in the birth room. And so how does they stay present when she's in pain or how do, you know, how do you speak up to a provider if something isn't going the way that you want it to? And like, you know, advocating for yourself or your partner is really hard if you don't know how to speak up and use your voice. And so how do you say no and practice that before, you know, it's, you're in the middle of it and, you know, you stand there like deer in headlights because you don't know what to say, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So all that to say is the more that I got, into like preconception and, you know, just working with women and helping them to like, you know, really try to work through trusting their bodies and surrendering and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I actually started to lean a lot towards cycle syncing, which is like, to me, I'm like, there's so much, that's like a whole other conversation (laughs) that we can have another time maybe. But like, if a woman understands her cycle, she has like a baseline of like knowing how her body works and functions. But like right now we as a society are so detached from our, from ourselves in every sense, but especially women from their cycles. Like so many women are put on birth control. Like the second that they get their periods, they don't even have a chance to understand like what's happening internally. Um, And so for me helping women to like, um, understand their cyclical nature and like really lean into those phases even before they are, you know, actively trying or pregnant is like really has been really fun and something that I never thought I would have gotten into. Um, But just, you know, helping them to understand that there's like a cadence of, you know, your cycle and the same way that that happens for you every month that actually happens throughout your pregnancy and in like labor and postpartum. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of how this all started was just pulling together people and resources that I know and love that do like super solid work in each of these areas. Um, and just making the information available for women, because like, I truly believe that, this is the information that we all should have been taught in health class, but we were just, um, you know, told to not have sex and to start taking birth control and that everything else would be fine. And now, you know, we have fertility just in general is like plummeting and women are having a harder time conceiving just all of these you know, in the last year or so, I feel like it started to become really apparent or um, maybe like more mainstream that like maybe birth control isn't like all it's been chalked up to be. And so just helping women to like sort of unlearn 
and just like come back in tune with their own bodies is um is kind of where I'm like working right now and so yeah it's been super fun that's incredible thank you so much for for sharing all of it with us I mean it's um it's one of those things where I completely agree with you that I I feel like women can go back to each birth experience in that way of being right there and the fact that you had this, I, w- I don't want to say orgasmic birth because you didn't say those words, but like blissful experience with your first birth. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's like this, the, the complete opposite of what my experience was. Like, I think when I was putting my feet on the floor, I was like, never again <laughs> type of experience. But then for you to go through so many ups and downs of becoming, um, throughout this, this process. I mean, I can relate so much to that, not in the same situations, but in just the, the, um, we're all on this incredible journey, right? And there's so much of a spiritual journey as part of this. And there's lessons that we can't even foresee that are coming our way. And there's so much of my story with my son of just like, I would have never imagined that things would have been so difficult as they were. And Mm. I'm so grateful because I wouldn't be the woman that I am, the mother that I am without this, you know, without these difficulties and without these lessons and without these feelings of uncertainty. Like, I don't know how I could serve from being in like, oh, everything's perfect place, right? Um, And the same as you, there's so much depth that you have acquired through life um, in terms of how you serve and how you hold space, and how you uh, walk uh, with these women. And so I I can appreciate so much of your story. Um, and also, similarly, uh, I was at one time very much like you, where um, it wasn't in the birth community uh, necessarily, but I was like, once I learned about natural health, like I showed up everywhere. <laughs> like I was like at all the classes, at all the meetups, like you know, I just, I was a health food store stalker, you know, I was like, I just couldn't turn it off. And, um, it's just interesting because we both had that experience of like being in the thick of that, those community events and then, and then upping our game and actually serving our own clients. And then both having the realization that we're meant to have, um, almost like a bigger platform. Like we need to reach more people and, the online space is such a beautiful avenue for that. And so I know that 2019 was a turning point for so many of us because where you kind of stepped into building the summit, I also was stepping away, uh, not necessarily at the same time, but around that time of serving clients one-on-one and moving or not one-on-one, but moving from in-person to, um, you know, more virtual distance work. And so you went all in, And you said, I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to get this information to as many women as possibly can uh, before um, they become, uh, well, as they are in that preconception care phase and or after they conceived and they're putting these pieces together, like I'm going to reach as many people as I can. And you uh, pulled together uh, your first summit. And I can imagine that that was quite an undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. That first summit, I am like so grateful um, just because I was joking. Like I knew what I was doing because like I had, I, I love going to summits. Like I love registering and like seeing all the things and learning, but on like the back end, like I had no idea what I was like doing. And so I was like just reaching out to people being like, Hey, I have followed you forever and I love your content. I love what you teach. Would you want to do this thing? And like literally by the grace of God, like 34 people said yes. And I was like, okay, this is a thing. And so, um, you know, it's funny, like as I'm putting the summit together right now, getting ready to launch again, it's like, that first summit, it was so good. Like the attendees were all so excited. They were so encouraging and just so, um, 
excited, I think. Like just like there was a literal buzz of energy. Mm -hmm. Like in that Facebook group, we do like a live Zoom call every night. And like this, you know, we had like anywhere from like 30 to 50 girls on the calls. And like, but there was a core like 20 of them who would be on like every call. And Mm -hmm. they were just like so excited. And then, you know, I've got amazing feedback from our speakers. And then, um, and it was like great for me too. Like it was like this perfect little like, oh, the attendees like it, the speakers had fun. And I like this worked for me. Like I got to do what I wanted to do. And this was just like this perfect little, um, you know, experiment really. And, um, so anyways, now as I'm like starting to put together this second one, I am like so thankful for, you know, previous alley because I'm like, oh my gosh, all of the foundations are like already in place. Like I don't have to build a whole website right now. I don't have to be like learning Kajabi while I'm interviewing people, you know? And so, um, this is like the, this summit reaching out to all of the speakers this round, I just, um, you know, thankfully had a track record because I could tell them like, you know, some statistics and stuff from last time, but even like, I did not think that the lineup could get better than last year. And like it, this lineup is like out of control. It's like every time I would get a yes, I was like jumping and like static <laughs> in my house. I was like, oh my gosh, this is still a thing. People still like this. Oh my gosh. And so, um, yeah, I think when you said yes, I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. This is going to be great for day one because we, um, well, I'm going to give a little sneak peek here because you and I talk about like, you know, women becoming the healer of the home, which of course is so integral to them, mm-hmm. but also just from like a preconception um, point of view, because you and I both are like so passionate about how, you know, I mentioned it before, but just that like fertility is like going down at such an astronomical mm-hmm. rate that is like, and nobody really seems to be talking about it, which is even more crazy. And um, just that women don't know that like, you know, that they can be doing so much, even if you're not like ready to start trying, there's so much you can be doing in the season, you know, kind of that preconceptive period when you know that like maybe in the next like year or two, you might be interested. Like it takes time to like build up your reserves and everything. And like, it only benefits you and your baby. And, you know, I always kind of talk about it as like a genetic legacy. Like people always talk about financial legacy, which of course I love, I love all sorts of legacies, but to me, I'm like, if you can change your genetic legacy, like why, why not? Like that is amazing. Like that goes, I mean, you would hope financial legacy goes forever, but, um, your like genetic makeup, like your cells, like that is wild that that can be, you know, passed down for multiple generations all because like you decided to like start eating cleaner or like detoxing, you know, chemicals out of your house or whatever, just like such simple things that make like profound impacts that I just get so excited about. It's so huge. I mean, I can relate to that so much in terms of, you know, leading femme babes, which is the, my fertility preconception birth postpartum, uh, course, not like I'm going to help you with your actual birth experience, but like the naturopathic perspective of like what to have in your birth bag, you know, more of that, but that preconception care is like the huge part of it. But, and you and I have talked about this before, like these aren't fun conversations. It's not fun conversations to talk about the reality of the world. It's very doom and gloom. Like I just got that book that you recommended to me. I was so excited about it because I've been, I, I, I can't stop, you know, I'm in this fertility thing. It's like, um, you know, just reading orgasmic birth too. Like I hadn't yeah. read that before. And I'm like, I just want to like have all these births perspectives around me because I'm gearing up for, uh, femme babes too. But the, what was the book called that you, it's sitting right over here. It's Do called you know? Countdown. Countdown. It's by Shana yeah. Swan. Yeah. It's like you open up the pages and you read like the first three pages. You're like, oh my gosh. Like it talks about the, like the animal kingdom too, like things are not okay. Mm. And again, this is not headlines. This isn't even the bylines. This is buried. And, um, you are bringing some of these difficult conversations to light, but the really cool thing, yes, they're difficult conversations. I always get like really excited about the solutions. And like you said, like we, um, we're not the keepers of our genes in that sense, right? Like we get to have our genes and then we pass them on. Um, 
And it's a really big deal of what we're passing on because right now, so many parents, for instance, are dealing with um, their parents, their parents' um, choices. And it's showing up now in things like severe tooth decay and they're going, Mm -hmm. but we brush. And it's like, it has very little to do with that. It has everything to do with your current state of minerals. And so, yeah, I think it's so incredible what you're doing and the people that you have brought together is just, um, I don't, I don't know a lot of them, but like, I can feel, like you said, the energy, the buzz, like this is some really big stuff that my gosh, um, if I would have had just an inkling of awareness that this was something, you know, to, to go into, um, to study, to look into, it would have, it would have changed so much of my uncertainty and my unknown because I, I would have been way less wobbly into, um, that feeling of like, I'm in over my head, like, um, okay, so how do I nourish a baby? Well, we might've wanted to think about that, uh, before pregnancy, but, um, so tell me, um, just tell me just a bit about, uh, what people can expect, like who this is for, what they can expect to experience in the summit and it's free, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so the summit will be live February 5th through 10th. And that Friday, or the 5th is like our kickoff call. I didn't realize when we were scheduling that that's kickoff or that's Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. So we're going to do the call earlier in the day. But um, that's like kind of a time to just come and like get oriented. Like we play bingo. So like making sure everybody has their bingo cards and just is like ready for the week. Um, and then Monday, February 6th is day one. So Dr. Tanya's session is that day. And it's all about um, preconception and fertility. And so if you are in that window where you are, you know, really starting to think about trying, or you know that maybe in the next like year or two, you're going to be approaching motherhood, like that day is for you because it's all about um, just kind of what we talked about, like boosting your reserves so that you are like robust in like a mineral and like cellular level before you um, take on a pregnancy. And um, there are some amazing speakers that day. I want you guys obviously to listen to Dr. Tanya's because (laughs) she's our faves right here. Um, But, you know, Dr. Cleopatra, she is amazing too. And she talks about like, um, she's at the forefront of like fertility and reproductive health and really talking about that. Like she won't use the word infertile because like in her research um, and experience, which is like vast and insane. um, She is like actually only like, I think she says like one to 3% of like the population of the world is actually infertile. Like she, so she has like a crazy whole protocol and everything, but that's like, she just brings so much hope to Mm -hmm. people who are dealing with that side of stuff. Um, And then Dr. Nathan Riley is also like, he's the holistic OBGYN and like literally every woman should listen to that conversation. Um, So that's day one. Day two is all about pregnancy and birth. Um, So there are like some major players in the birth world over there. Um, Karen from Pain-Free Birth is there. Um, Trish Ware, she's labor nurse mama. She's there. And then we have like Actually, if you guys have fellas who are willing to listen and like, you know, even if you are already parents, but you know, you might be pregnant or know that you're going to have more, um, Dr. Ryan Pope, he's in a chiropractor out of Australia. Him and I have an incredible conversation for the guys, um, that, I literally wish every partner could listen to. Mm, I love that. Um, yeah. And then day five or sorry, day three is Wednesday and it's all about postpartum and newborn care. Um, Jacqueline Kinzer, she's from Holistic Lactation. She actually, I was thinking about it and I was like, I, what, I, the reason I love her so much is she talks about breastfeeding as like a vital sign and that like, if you cannot, if you are having issues with breastfeeding, like, okay, yes, you can formula feed. Yes, you can do a bottle or, you know, buy not buy, um, express milk or, you know, get donor milk, whatever. But she was like, but there's a reason why, like, what is the reason? And so her and I talk about that, which is just like a great conversation. And then just to pause, it's like, it's one of those things where, um, it may feel like too much to deal with then and now. And I get that I I was there with that Mm. and you're going to end up dealing with it later, you know? So, um, like with, like in, it's just going to resurface, especially if you are walking this path of naturopathy and holistic health, like that, it will present itself again. 
And, yeah. and maybe that's in severe decay because of mouth breathing, right? Mm. Like there's something there that will represent. So it's like, it's like the earlier we can address it, the faster and that we're changing the story, you know? So, okay, continue. Oh, no, I agree with all that. And she, like, just the whole, like, facial facial structure of your baby, like, yeah. if they are nursing, like, we, we go into it, of course, like, all of these topics I tell everybody is it's like, these are topics that are literally, like, each one could be a summit or like a yeah. entire course of its own. Like, um, so it's just touching the surface, but, um, and then that last day is all about family culture. And so, um, uh, Doc, uh, Sheena from Love After Baby, her and I talk about just like, how do you stay connected with your partner through this transition from, you know, partner to parents, um, Greer Kirschenbaum, she is like the founder of the Nurture Revolution. She is like amazing. Um, there's so many good talks that I'm like, I can't even handle. Like, I, it's literally information that I like, I can't, I don't feel good charging for because um, it's just base knowledge that every woman and family should have. Like, that's truly how I feel about it is um, that's why I will always have like a free option for people to attend. Of course, you can upsell or you can purchase the motherload all access pass, which is how you get the replays. And, um, you know, you can come back. Those are like searchable in video, audio transcript formats, but there's also like an ongoing 12 week community as part of that, that because when you go to something like this and you're hearing things and it's counterintuitive or like different than what you have heard, you, you're like almost like can't comprehend the information, right? Like it's like you're like, wait, what? Like that doesn't even make sense. That's not what I've that's not what I thought. That's not what I've been taught. And so um I am like offering like a 12 week post summit community because I know questions are going to come up after the fact. And so um and then Dr. Tanya and a few of the other speakers have added premium bonuses. So you can get her master class all about cavities and um just it's such an incredible resource and I'm so excited just for, you know, the summit to be live, but also just to get this information into more women and families' hands because it's, it's so important. And, um, and I, it's so overwhelming, I think, when you're trying to do it on your own, which is what I alluded to a little bit earlier, like in my own story is it's like, um, you know, I knew that like, maybe we didn't want to be doing, um, antibiotics for like an earache, but like when you're trying to like, you know, do the garlic oil and like all of the other stuff, it's like, it's kind of, you almost are like questioning yourself because you're doing it alone. Right. And mm-hmm. so having a community that you can like ask your questions to, or like, com- you know, almost even like commiserate with of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't know that my cycle has four phases, you know? Mm-hmm. All of that sort of stuff is um, just so important to me. And truthfully, is like I think why my first birth and like entrance into motherhood was so powerful. Like I had way more information than most first-time moms because I had already trained to become a doula. I had been to a few births before my pregnancy and I had an incredible support system. So that's what it always comes back to for me is like support and information because mm-hmm. – um, I just think that those are important and I just think it's like really rare in our society, unfortunately, to have those things available. So it's just my like offering to the world because I think it's necessary and just so needed, honestly. It's incredible. It's truly, truly incredible. So I'm going to link up, um, I'll link up the birth of the summit, uh, sign up page. Um, it's, they can get 10% off the all access path with my coupon code, Dr. Tanya, right? Yes. Okay. So I'll link that up too. Um, I always end up personally, I always end up buying the the all access pass because I I don't like to be rushed. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't either. I'm like, oh, I want to go back and listen to that yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, what's the price? Um, so as soon as they register, they will be they will have an opportunity to buy it for 50% off for $97. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So heads up, register, and then have your card ready because you have 20 minutes. Um, And then if you are like not sure or you want to listen to a couple of the sessions first or whatever, um, it's 147 before the summit starts and then full price is 197. So incredible. Like I honestly, I like, I don't really say this very often because 
you know, I just don't like talking about money and stuff. And I hate the, (laughs) I basically hate like the baby registry world. And, but I promise you, this is like the best hundred dollars you can spend in preparing for motherhood slash, you know, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, all of the things. Um, There's the information presented is like to help you actually be in charge and like make the decisions that are best for you and your family, not just because like this is standard protocol or this is, you know, hospital policy necessarily. Um, It's like to make sure that you understand like what are the actual like risks and benefits with each information. Like you have time, you, you know, if there's an emergency, they will be taking you to the OR and you will be, you know, having a C-section if it's like a true emergency. And of course that is necessary. Thank God for modern Mm -hmm. medicine. Like I am not against any of that, but talking to a woman weeks in advance saying, Hey, we're going to have to induce you. And not really giving an answer as to why mm-hmm. or be very ambiguous isn't actually like informed consent. Like, let's talk about why. Let's talk about what those risks and benefits are. Let's talk about the alternatives, all of the things. So um, that's mean, it's Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to just you're, you're talking and you're bringing me back to the last birth I served because I don't know if you knew this, but I also have holistic doula training and hmm. um, I've served a few births and uh it is the most taxing job. Oh my gosh. It is so taxing. I mean, I think I slept for four days after the last one, Um, but it was a hospital birth and the amount of shaming, the Mm. amount of your body is broken and cannot do this. Um, The amount that they judged me and called me a witch because I have like a stash of remedies. Like it was a terrible experience. And I was like, I will never step foot into a hospital birth ever again. Like it will take a very special person for me to serve as their doula. And it will be at a home um, Mm. because I have seen the contrast and that was like the worst of the worst situation. Um, But it's really hard. It's really hard as a doula to hold those notes when they're already, when there hasn't been conviction before that. You know, and I think that's what you're offering is makes it so incredible is because you're starting the conviction process where it's like you're there, like you said, like you had to unlearn, they're going to have to unlearn. And then it's like, also like what feels so good? Like, I didn't even know that was true. That could be true. Like that resonates with me because this is truth and it will resonate. Yeah. Um, this will be repetitive if anybody does listen to that session with Dr. Ryan Pope, but I think it's important to mention it here is like, you know, we, we like don't realize how conditioned we are mm-hmm. and it's like wild. It's and, you wild. know, he, we, you know, all the way from like kindergarten, having to raise our hands to go to the bathroom, yeah. right? Like we don't even trust our kids to like know when to use the restroom. He tells a story about, he went um on this like, indigenous hunt and he was out there for they brought no food and they brought no shoes and he was like in the bush for like 10 days and he said it took him three days to like stop looking at his guide to for permission and he was like three days he was like the experience didn't even start until after that and I was like oh my gosh it's so wild so you know that's so like that's one of the things when I look back like even though I put so many things in place for my birth like and I really you know I was learning at hyperspeed and I was putting so many things in place and I had a doula and I had all these things but like that's Mm. one of the things when I look back at my birth is like I kept looking for other people to tell me how's it going Mm-hmm. And that is like the hugest difference that I would like to believe that this version with me would be looking within and how yeah. it's going, you know? And I think that's just something that you, it, it, it takes with that, that, that true building of this conviction and that knowing and like, you know, the awareness of like, that's messed up. Um, yeah. So what should this be like? Well, and that's the thing is you don't know until you hear conversations like this, yeah. right? Where you hear yeah. a woman say, I cannot wait to give birth again. Exactly. And you know, I, the, it took me a long time to get my footing. And I would, I totally agree with you of like, I would, I hope if I was, you know, Allie back then would do this, but I'm like, I know she wouldn't have mm-hmm. in certain capacities because, yeah. you know, 
it took me telling that story like probably two or three times before people made it very clear that like like they didn't want to hear that like that was different than their experience and so it like it wasn't even Mm -hmm. a possibility Mm -hmm. and so I like shut down my voice and you know it's actually funny because um we didn't even really get into this but you know we had our stillborn in 2014 and then my daughter in 2016 and honestly there was like a slow burn till 2019 where I literally like broke in half. Like I had a mental health diagnosis and everything. And um, like a really scary one that no one likes to talk about. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I look back at that now and, you know, there were signs potentially that, you know, there were little red flags now with hindsight, of course. Mm -hmm. But when I think about that, was I, was I depleted? For sure. Was like, was there some other things going on? Yes. But what actually was happening between 2014 to 2019 was the people I was around could not accept or handle that I thought and believed something different. Mm. And so again, this makes sense knowing at this point, you all know that I have had a stillborn at this point and I'm, you know, probably suffering from some form of like postpartum anxiety, mm-hmm. neurotic, all the things. But, you know, I was in survival mode, of course, but my husband was still working crazy hours throughout this whole season. And I, I could not – I could – I forgot – I didn't forget – the people I was around did not want to hear another story. And so I, it was too much work for me to find new friends. And it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it by myself. Right. Like I am a, I am an extrovert. I love people. I did not, I, I loved these people and I still do, but I didn't realize that their views were affecting me so much. And I was stifling my own voice, my own thoughts in trying to like fall in line a little bit of like, I just need this to work right now. Like I, you know, and part of that is survival mode and, you know, it is what it is. Right. And everybody goes through a season of hell and a valley and you just have to get through it. And, you know, there's no shame in that. But when I look back, I'm shocked at some of the thoughts that I had because it's not how I was raised. It's not at all what I actually truly believe. It was that I was like just being morphed and infiltrated by like the people around me, which we don't actually realize. I don't think how much, you know, what we are consuming, even just on our phones, but of course, like from the people around us, like actually is affecting us. And so, um, not that we needed another like piece of, (laughs) you know, a nugget of wisdom, but like, I look back at that and I'm like, you didn't have the strength to find, you know, you didn't have the strength to speak up. You didn't have the strength to find new friends or, you know, a new community. You did not. And I don't regret it because again, like we talked about, like it's made me who I am today. But at the same time, now that I'm like on the other side of it, it's like never again. Yep. Never again. And, you know, the way that, um, the way that you like find the edge of the line or like the boundary for me at least is always like, I have to cross it to know where the line is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so now I know, um, you know, when I get those feelings or when I have that intuition or that, um, you know, just that sm- still small voice, I know I better listen because yeah. the it's too costly to not. And so that's like, that is what I try to help women with is it's like, your birth is going to stay with you no matter what. Let's make it as positive as we can. And the only way I know how to do that is to try and help you like speak up, you like stay in your body and like actually check in with yourself. So. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, um, we are all trained to be good girls, to be polite, to deflect compliments, all these things. Right. And it's like, um, the hardest lesson, right, is, is realizing that when you are, are truly live in alignment to your truth and you are 
um, doing things that are best for you, like in truth, you know, it is what's best for everybody else. And certainly in your example, like you did not have the capacity to even have the awareness of the situation and capacity is a huge thing because Mm -hmm. the more that we have that capacity, the more that we can have the awareness. Like for me, like the minute that I know that I'm not in alignment is when I feel anger. It's like that anger is such a compass to be like, because you're doing not what you want to do. You're doing what you think you have to do and you can decide differently. Um, So all the time, you know, checking with that, it's like, why do people say yes to things? That's really a no, Mm. because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because they don't want to disappoint. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, for example, with seeing, with seeing clients in person, like that was one of the hardest decisions that I had to make because I love my clients. I Mm. love them. I love spending time with them. And I knew that I needed to make a change. I was being called to redirect my attention and I didn't fully know what it looked like yet. Um, But can you imagine if I would have said, no, I'm just going to stay with them. Like, how is that good for them to have somebody who's not supposed to be here? You know, even if in the moment it feels good, it's like at the end of the day, if we all do truly what's in alignment for us and truly what's best for us, it is what's best for everybody. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, do you mind if I just say one other thing to sort of wrap up that Yeah, story? let's wrap it up. Um, so I will end this by saying um, like when I talk about like my brain broke, that was like March 2019. And um, one of my best friends at the time, her birthday was in – the summer. And so this is just a few months later. And I was like, I had shut everything down. And the, like, I'm an extrovert. I am in like all of the classes for moms. I'm at like all of the things. We have a full schedule. And I was not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like barely could make it to, I forced myself to do play dates mostly for my kids. And I knew it was, I knew it was good for me. Actually, it was like my therapist orders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was like two people that I would have a play date with like maybe once a month. And, but you know, usually we were having like two or three a week. And so it was like drastic and they didn't know what was going on. I was not talking about anything. And, um, this one friend and I, I took her to dinner for her birthday and, um, you know, we were just chatting afterwards and she was like, we had done similar, we had been doing a lot of similar groups together or classes. And she said, Hey, are you going to do this thing? And I was like, I was like, I don't think so. I was like, I'm not ready to give up on it yet. But like, I'm pretty, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to do it anymore just because I, I literally was, could not do anything. And, um, and I asked her, I said, are you? And she was like, I'm not. And I was like, Oh, you know, I was like kind of surprised. So I asked her about it. And then we had, we had three classes we were going to. So she said no to the first one. And so I said, um, are you going to do the second one? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, you know, and I was like, what's going on with that? And like, why not that? And then we got to the third. I was like, well, are you going to do this? And she was like, no. And I was like, why? And she was like, you know, I just don't think that it's the right group for me. And I want... I like almost want to cry just thinking about it because the second she said that to me, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm in the wrong group. Mm. I was like, I am not broken. I am not like, you know, I definitely have always had, you know, sort of like an orphan spirit. Like I, I love my family and my family loves me, but like we, like they would tell you, like, I do not operate the same way as yeah. Um, like grow, like in the church, like I did not grow up in the church. And so going to church, like I never actually feel really included because like, I don't know all of the verses mm-hmm. or the songs when the pastors are like, yeah, we all know this song story. And I'm like, no, we all don't, but that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, and then, you know, and it's just like every step of the way. And I, it was the first time where I was like, oh, I was like, it's not actually me. Like, I'm not broken. I'm just not in the right group. And I just say that because um, I think so many times, like, we all feel very alone and, like, maybe don't even, like, talk about it or really, like, let ourselves feel that. But I just want you to know that, like, 
if you are in that space at all, like you are not broken. You are like worthy of friends. And that's like like another reason that I'm like so excited about Femme is just because we're all sort of in the same path or like, mm-hmm. you know, the similar goal and a community to really like bounce ideas and grow together with. Um, but, you know, I just want you, I just want to say that because as much as like some of my, some of the people who I had like, I was listening to their voices maybe too much at the time. I still had like at least one person who was like making sure that I was okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we don't like to talk about that in our like hyper independent, you know, society, but like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not be able to do everything by yourself. It's okay to be able to do it and to still ask for help because. Yes. It's a lot. So I just want to encourage anybody, um, you know, find that one friend because they'll carry you through Mm -hmm. even the deepest and darkest seasons too. And then, you know, yeah. 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 Evaluating who is in your circle. Um, because yeah, you, yeah, it's so huge. It's so, so huge. Um, this has been so great, Allie. I mean, we didn't really know, uh, the depths of where this conversation was going to go, but I'm so grateful because, this is fiercely awakening, and your story is is so much proof of surrendering to this journey, and and you know the birth of a the birth of a mother summit. I mean, like that's just so like it's a becoming, it's a becoming, like yeah. and it's a it's such a sacred passage, and the fact that you are priming uh, couples' minds for this to be an extraordinary experience and helping them prime their bodies and just, it's huge. It's so, so huge. So I am so grateful for the work that you're doing uh, and grateful that our paths have connected. And I look forward to seeing, um, to, yeah, to hearing these interviews and really excited to see who this resonates with and who's going to be joining us for the summit. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Tanya. Um, Don't forget that if you are interested in purchasing the All Access Pass, use Dr. Tanya, all caps, and you'll get 10% off too. So um, yeah, it's so fun. Thank you so much again for having me. This has been great. I'm going to link everything up. All right, you guys. Thank you for being with us. Bye, Allie. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely Awakening. 